Good morning, good morning to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast, and we thank you guys for tuning in again this week. Um, We do apologize for uh, no podcast being uploaded on last week, Uh, but we were uh, in the process of welcoming baby number three, uh, Miss Layla Desiree Faison, and... uh, Had a whole lot going on, so we were unable to uh, get a podcast uploaded on last week. So we do apologize for that. Uh, We did get some messages from people, um, of course, who understood why there was no podcast, but they were just trying to confirm that we weren't getting a podcast on last week. Uh, But we are back this week. Definitely bringing uh, more good word and uh, good music to you guys. And we hope and pray that you all have had a blessed week. Uh, that you all are doing well and that you are uh, in good health that God is continuing to keep and protect all of you and we uh, are definitely looking forward to our house of deliverance service on next Sunday Uh, next Sunday, 4th Sunday of February uh, beginning at 10am and as always we invite you all to come out and fellowship with us if you're free, um, again, services begin at 10 a.m. The address is 3039 Thero Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, and we do, as always, let you all know um, we take all precautions. We wear our masks, hand sanitize, uh, we social distance as best as we can, and we definitely uh, check all temperatures whenever. Everyone comes into the sanctuary to make sure that everybody is good. Um, So we do invite you all to come out and fellowship with us. You will not be disappointed that you came out and uh, enjoyed Jesus with us. And we definitely would love to see your face in the place. So, again, if you're free, come on out with us on next Sunday as we have our monthly service until God leads us to have uh, more than just the one service that we have every month. Uh, but with all that being said, we are prepared to jump into this podcast. So we hope that you are all ready to get into it. So as always, put your feet up, sit back, relax as long as you can. Slide those church socks on because you know I'm going to bring something to you to make you want to slide through that kitchen. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Somebody ought to clap your hands. Hey, you are that God. Come on, clap your hands, somebody. You are that God. Hallelujah. It's Sunday morning. We don't got anything special. We just came to have some church. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, let's have some old school church. Some good hand clapping, foot stomping, tongue talking. Some Holy Ghost church. And if you ready to have some church, come on, somebody clap your hands one more time and give God a great shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a vow to the Lord and I won't.
dancing, PJ. You keep dancing. You ain't worried about no beat. You ain't worried about no trap. When I think of the goodness of Jesus at all, he done for me. My soul. Somebody just throw your hands up and throw your head back and give them a shout. of Mark and the fifth chapter. Y'all did something that's got this buzzing down here. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but whatever you do, don't cut me down. Just, yeah, whatever you got to do, praise the Lord. I'm going to preach over it. Don't worry about it. If you don't get it fixed, it ain't going to bother me. I'll do what I need to do. Mark chapter 5, and I, I want to begin reading at verse 25. Mark chapter 5 verse 25 and there you'll find these words. Now a certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things from the hands of many doctors. She had spent all of her money and had not gotten better but rather had gotten worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she thought to herself. If only I may touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her sickness. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see this multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her. She came 
fell down before him and told him all the truth. Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. Verse 28 in this version of the Greek Koinea text said, For she thought to herself, If I can touch his clothes, I will be made well. I want to preach tonight as the Spirit shall guide with this thought in our minds. Think your way through it. Think your way through it. I recently finished reading a, a wonderful, wonderful work by a Canadian theologian who was dealing and wrestling with what seems to be the mass exodus from your more traditional churches. And while people are flocking to churches that are popping up on every corner, running to many of these churches with young pastors dressed down and preaching almost like coaching style. The name of the book was The Decline of African American Theology. In the book, the author suggests the theology in the modern day black church, and this is one of his reasons why he said many are leaving, has become so diluted that we no longer know what we believe. It is his assessment, and I have to agree with him, that much of the modern day church majors on emotionalism, abdicating the responsibility of intellectualism. In other words, most and much of what we do in the church today is centered on soliciting certain feelings from people so that now the modern day church has no longer become a place of praise and worship but has become nothing more than a pep rally the author concluded that one of the great problems in the modern day church is that we don't do much thinking and as a result, we walk out of the worship experience feeling good. But when asked what happened in the service, we can't tell anybody. Because all we walked away with was a feeling, but no thought. When you read the Bible, you will discover that it is replete with a plethora of examples that let us know that by and large, the move of God is not about getting us to respond off of our emotions but off of our thinking it's amazing to me that we have the capacity to act creatively comprehend co complex theories to deal with great theorems and mathematical problems have made technological advances have the capacity to expand our lives through healthy living built machines so that we can explore outer space go to the bottom of the ocean find oil we know how to go into the physical body find what's wrong with it fix it we've developed waterways and superhighways 
And yet with all of that, we still got flawed thinking. May I suggest to you tonight that God does not simply want you to be a feeler. He wants you to be a thinker. Many of us, when we come to worship, it's obvious how we will worship based off how we feel. So then if you feel blessed, if you feel prosperous, you'll lift up your hands and give God praise. But if you feel depressed, feel worried, feel tired, feel anxious, then you'll sit there with your arms folded and your legs crossed, your lips zipped, your eyes closed, checking your phone and ain't nobody calling you. And it's all because you don't feel like being there. Beloved, when we get to the height of our praise and euphoria, God does not want it to be driven by the syncopation of a B3 organ. He wants it to be driven by the thoughts that came through your head. The old folk put it this way, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. And my proposition tonight is simply this. When you can change your thinking, you can change your life. And you can change your thinking when you stop being governed by your feelings. That's what I learned from this woman in this text tonight. Here we find a woman who has a gynecological condition. Y'all like the way I put that? That's causing her to bleed without ceasing. She's, she's got a gynecological condition. She's bleeding more than just once a month. Come on, don't get quiet. She's bleeding every day without it ever stopping. Now, Reg, if she's got a gynecological condition that's causing her to bleed in a certain anatomical place, that means she's bleeding in a private place. <laughs> she's bleeding where can't nobody see it. Y'all didn't get it. So, so that if you didn't know any better, you could not look at her and tell something was wrong with her because her condition was in a place she could cover. Come here, you... You couldn't look at her and tell that she had an issue. You couldn't look at her and tell she had a struggle. You couldn't look at her and tell that something wasn't right about her because she had the problem in a place that she could cover so that she could keep it in private. And how many folk in here tonight got good public display but dealing with private difficulties how many of y'all tonight nobody would know you were dealing with anything because you dressed good you smell good you clapped you shouted you gave your money you're smiling and nobody has any idea that you are dealing with a situation in private because you have perfected the ability to cover it so nobody will know it and it's gotten so bad that when you get home all you can do is go to bed because you have used so much energy all day covering up your condition and faking for folk that don't like you that by the time you get home you have no energy for yourself she's, she, 
I love the way the King James puts it. She's got an issue. That, that gives me room. She, she had a financial issue. Because <laughs> she had no money. She had a religious issue. Because she couldn't go to church. She had a social issue. Because she couldn't hug nobody. She had a relational issue. Because she couldn't be intimate with anybody. And yet she could hide her condition. But while it was a private condition. It was giving her public difficulty. She, 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 she's bleeding in a place. You, you, you can't see. She could cover it. Now you got to remember in the Bible. Blood is the symbol of life so that for 12 years she has a condition that's taking the life out of her now, now what that means is if she's losing life she's losing power so in a real sense we're dealing with a woman who's living with depleted power it's been draining her for 12 years but y'all here is what i admire about this woman even though she's losing power she has not lost herself see some of y'all can relate to that you know what it means to hold on when you should have given up some of y'all can relate you know what it means to hold on even though you're losing everything around you you know what it means to stand strong when you should have thrown in the towel from being weak some of y'all should be home right now in the fetal position with the lights off not answering the phone but there's a grace on you that you didn't even know was on you to get strength to handle what should have wiped you out and how many y'all can testify when you look at your life and the odds that you were against there's no way you should still be where you are but there's something in you that even when you feel powerless even when you feel helpless even when nobody has a clue what you're going through there's something in you that keeps telling you this is not the end this is not how the story ends this is not the last chapter of my life and here's a clue it's so simple she's bleeding for 12 years and still functioning it's so simple you missed it bleeding for 12 years there is a thing called bleeding to death and that can happen in less than 12 hours. Y'all didn't get it. She been bleeding for 12 years and still living with something that should kill you in less than 12 hours. So in a real sense, she should be dead. But since she's still alive, she must be saying, if I'm still here, God must not be through with me yet. And how many of y'all know with everything you've been through, it should have killed you. You should have been dead by now but you can stand up and testify if I'm still here it must mean God's not through I'm just I'm just building my case she she goes to doctor after doctor spent all her money and got worse so Pastor Sharp the more she sold the worse she got uh oh 
so much for the preacher <laughs> that's been pimping your mind that just because you sow it's going to get better. She's been sowing to people who should make her better but she's getting worse. She spent all her money trying to get her life back. I'm coming around the corner. Her money is depleted. Her body is depleting. But in spite of being depleted, she still gets delivered. And that's the good word tonight. Don't think because you're depleted that you can't be delivered. And what this text teaches us tonight is that deliverance starts with how you think. It don't start with your speaking in tongues. It don't start with your holy oil. It don't start with your holy water. Y'all done got quiet now. But your deliverance starts with how you think is in the text. Because the text said before she ever got to Jesus, she thought to herself. Which means she never would have got to Jesus if she wouldn't been thinking right. I came to make an announcement. God is about to give somebody an idea about how to break out of your situation. He's about to give somebody an idea about how to start your business. He's about to give somebody an idea about how to get your marriage back together. And here's the shout. Just because I'm out of power don't mean I'm out of ideas she she thought to herself with all that should have wiped her out with all she's lost nudge your neighbor tell your neighbor here come your shout she's lost her money her friends her family her stature her respect but because she thinks to herself, Jesus, the one thing she hasn't lost is her mind. Church, church folk don't know when to shout. Church folk don't know. The only reason she could think to herself is because she hadn't lost her mind. Y'all didn't get it. Her body was falling apart, but her mind was in the right place. I don't care what you go through. I don't care how you're feeling. If you still have the capacity to think, then the devil has not won. I wish you turned to somebody real quick. Look them dead in the face and tell them I still got it. I, tell them I, that was the wrong neighbor. Turn on the other side and tell somebody I still got it. Now look back at him and tell him which I still got my mind. I lost a lot of things, but the one thing I haven't lost is my mind. Somebody ought to shout real quick because with everything you've lost, with all you've been through, you should have been crazy, but you still got your mind. You should be on Prozac, but you still got your mind. You could have become depressed after all the hell you caught, after all the struggles you've been through, but you still got your mind. Shake your neighbor's hand and tell them if you can think, then you can survive if you can think then you can make it if you can think then you can get through
through it. You should have waved the white flag. You should have gave up long time ago. But the devil made one mistake. He messed with your money. He messed with your job. He messed with your family. But he should have took your mind. I'm looking for about 50 of y'all tonight who can say, I know I still got my mind because I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on. Somebody ought to shout real quick because you still got your... I dare you to high five three people. Tell them I still got my mind. Broke, but I got my mind. Living by myself, but I got my mind. Unemployed, but I got my mind. Ain't got no family, but I got mine. Just look at your name and point to you. I got my mind. I got. I'm, I'm done. Here's the first thing, and I love this. Let the content of your conversation match the level of your expectation. I can tell what you expect by what you speak. Okay. Um, don't, don't allow what you're going through and how you feeling about it to become the topic of your conversation because you get what you say um, okay so so here it is don't yeah don't don't empower the context of your current condition to determine your conversation yeah yeah okay watch it watch this for she she thought Myself. If I can touch it. In the Greek, this don't mean nothing, I'll break it down. It's in the aorist tense, which means it's something she kept. It, it started in her mind, but it came out of her mouth. I'm coming back to that. So, so it started in her mind, but now she's saying it over and over. If I can just touch it. 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 Watch this. So, so she's talking like it ain't over. If I can just touch it. If I can just touch it. Here it is. 
She's bleeding, but talking, Jesus. See, I'm coming around the corner. You don't see me coming. And she ain't talking about her bleeding. She's talking about her deliverance. Come back. Y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get it. She's bleeding and talking, but she ain't talking about her bleeding. She's talking about her healing. See, the problem with most of us is when we open our mouths, all folks see is blood. What's wrong with you? Who don't like you? Why you can't catch a break? Why men treat you a certain way? Why the church don't like you? To the extent folks see you coming and they walk the other way. Because before they see you open your mouth, blood dripping out the corner. Because all you got in your mouth is your bleeding. Y'all don't like this. Some of us are still stuck where we are. Because we spend too much time talking about our bleeding instead of declaring our healing. Woo, talk boy. Y'all ain't saying nothing much to me in here right through in there. You, you've got to learn how to change the content of your conversation. Because if all you talking is what you bleed, it shows me you ain't expecting to ever get delivered. Now, now let me work with it. If I can just touch him, I will be delivered. If I can just touch him, I will be delivered. She's heard other people talk about her condition. But she ain't even talking what they said. Somebody said, Bishop, that ain't in the text. Yes, it is. She's been to doctors. Jesus, help me tonight. Y'all ain't ready. And every doctor gave her a word about her condition <laughs> and the bible says she got worse with every doctor which meant every doctor had an opinion about what she was going through but when you got faith conviction you don't base your life on what other folks think about you you don't determine your destiny based on what other folks say about you because if your compliments didn't make me your criticism ain't gonna kill me come here it don't matter what you think about me it don't matter what you think i can't become i'm convicted that if i can just get to jesus high five your neighbor real quick and tell him i don't care what you think about my situation it don't matter to me what you think about what i'm going through i'm not gonna talk what you say i'm gonna talk my faith see now 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 in the midst of your conversation there has to be watch this um Convicting, yes, articulation has to translate into corresponding action. Convicting articulation has to translate into corresponding action. It started in her mind, came out of her mouth, and then evidenced in her action. Talk, boy. It, you ain't did nothing with your faith just because you talked it. 
I got one underhanded clap somewhere in the middle. You, you ain't did nothing just because you said what you think can happen. The Bible says faith without works is dead, which means for my faith to be real, there has to be a corresponding action to what I said I believe. Look at it. She said to herself, if I can touch him, but he ain't here. If I can touch him, but he ain't here, I got to get dressed, Jesus, and go where he is. Watch this, because I can't get what I say if I sit where I am. Y'all didn't get it. If I'm going to get what I said, I got to get up from where I am and go get what I declared. I want you to high five three people real quick and tell them you better get up and go get it. It ain't enough just to shout about it. Get up and go get the loan. Get up and go back to school. Get up and get the house. Get up and get the degree. You can't get it if you sit where you are. Sit down. Sit down. Can we take 15 seconds and make the devil mad? I need everybody in here who has spoken what you believe God's going to do to get up real quick and tell the devil this is my get up sign that I ain't going to sit there it ain't going to trap in my lap I'm going to get up and go get what I say watch sit down Y'all just made the devil nervous. You know why? Because the last time somebody got up on him, he suffered the greatest defeat of his life. You ought to give the devil a Calvary flashback and tell the devil you should have kept me sitting down. But because I got up, I'm going to go get... Right. I got to go home. Here's the next thing. Boy, this is good right here. Sit down, sit down. Watch this. Woo, this is good. This next one. What you say has more power than what you don't possess. Okay. I'm in the text. She's run out of cash but not out of conversation. <laughs> As a matter of fact, her conversation doesn't start till she's run out of cash. Because sometimes you're not ready for breakthrough till you get broke. Because until I'm broke, I'm depending on other stuff to get me what I need. And sometimes God is just sitting back saying, I'm just going to wait on you to run out. Because when you run out, you're going to discover, I can give you in a minute what you've been depending on for years and ain't never got it. Watch, watch. The woman... 
the woman is broke. Now watch this. I've heard this preached through the years. Not everybody, but I've heard this said sometime and it ain't true. She doesn't run out of doctors. That ain't nowhere in the text. I'm sure there are more doctors. She ain't tried. But she can't try them because she ain't got no more money. She, she's she's broke but she's saying something even though she ain't got nothing I'm finna help somebody tonight I'm finna help somebody tonight she's run out of resources she, she's no longer possessing finances but she does possess faith She's the kind of person that really scares the devil. Hey, hey, this is not for you. It's on the person four rows behind you because you ain't going to be real right here. If this is you, you ain't going to be real. But the fourth pew behind you is going to be real. The person sharp that scares the devil is this woman. It is the person who is anointed with no assets. So you ain't got faith because of stuff you got, Jesus. Because you ain't got nothing. You got faith just because you trusted in Jesus. And how many of y'all can testify that faith will take you where finances came? I know. I know why some of us ain't going to shout. Because in this modern day materialistic theology... Where everything is about gaining and getting and having money. And if you ain't got money, something broke with your faith. And you listening to these prosperity preachers who are pimping you. Y'all get mad with me, I'm going home in the morning. You sending your money off to them. Don't get quiet. Now you think you got to go to a church that puts a billboard of prosperity up to show off the big house as if that's a barometer of God's pleasure with you. So now you got folk leaving churches of substance and running to churches of circus trying to learn how to get the next quick fix because you thought having money would make you deeper in your faith. But I might have about five of y'all in here tonight who can say I ain't coming to church begging for money when I can come to church asking for a miracle because I serve a miracle working God. Who am I talking to in here tonight? I know some of y'all ain't never had money problems, so please don't say nothing right through in here. But there are a few of us in here tonight that can admit that you've had some money moments that made you miserable, but God still gave you the miracle. How many of y'all can testify tonight? The money never showed up, but you didn't have to come out of school. Your lights are on. The car is still.
still in the driveway. You still got the house. And how did it happen if you ain't have no money? God worked a miracle. And people are trying to figure out how you look that good with as broke as you are. You ain't got nothing on new. You did your own hair. You need to tell them the miracle is that I look this good and I ain't got nothing. I dare you to high five your neighbor and tell him I look better than what's in my bank account because I serve a God who will make you rich in joy, rich in peace, rich in faith, rich in praise, rich in worship. I want you to grab one person's hand. Ah, oh, God help me. I ain't even going to say it loud, but I'm going to let you say it any way you want to say it. Look at him and tell him, I ain't got no money. Tell him, but tonight, get ready for your miracle. By the time you get home, God's going to try up some stuff that's been trying to kill you. And you ain't going to have to pay for it. All you got to do is stand on your somebody to holler like you're gonna get it scream like you're gonna get it wave your hand come on tell somebody I'm shouting for my miracle I'm shouting for my miracle I ain't got the loan I ain't got the money but a miracle is on the way if I can just touch if I can just touch I gotta get out of here. I got. Sit down. I got one more thing to tell you. to make sense for somebody else's struggle. At the end of the day, this story is not about this woman. This story is about Jay Iris. The woman's story is a passing parenthetical pericope. That ain't got nothing to do with the real story. I'm here. You do remember, this happens while he's on the way. To Jairus' house. Jairus is a leader in the synagogue. Scholars tell us, Craig Kinnear, great New Testament scholar says that the job of Jairus meant he was in charge of worship. He was in charge of choosing the psalm from the Psalter's hymn book for every worship. He was in charge of choosing the scripture. He even had a governmental position 
as the leader of the synagogue to represent the people to the government. Now, knowing all that, we know he ain't running to Jesus because he got faith. He's running to Jesus because he's got desperation. But Jesus don't work off your desperation. But he wants to bless you so bad that he'll hold the miracle so he can work on your faith. Y'all ain't ready. And I know it's true. Here's how I know it's true. Because the text says, they walk into the house. Homegirl gets her touch. Watch this. And Jesus stops. Not to heal her, but to ask, who touched me? She's already got what she came for. So there's no necessity to stop for her. Oh, Jesus. And the text says, he said to the disciples, who touched me? And um, they said, Jesus, how you going to ask that? And all, I love the King James word, the Shakespearean word. Um, and everybody's thronging you. It just simply means everybody touching you. Now here's what messed me up. Because what that means is everybody touching him ain't getting something from him. Which means it's possible to be in the crowd and touch him and leave the same way you came. Y'all ain't ready for me. That's what happens to a whole lot of folk in church. They in the crowd getting a touch but ain't getting transformation. And part of that is the church's fault. Because we gear church for people to get touched but not transformed. So we touch them with exciting music. We touch them with cat cotton candy preaching. We touch them trying to be seeker friendly. But ain't nobody being transformed. So, so text said, a sermon for another day. Text says, watch this. Homegirl. Watch the text. Knew it had to be her because she felt Jesus. Okay. She had to feel she was better because where she was bleeding, she couldn't look. She's bleeding in a private place. So she can't pull it up and look. So before she could see it, she had to feel it. I got to get, I need somebody to shout real quick. Because you ain't seen it yet, but you got to feel it. That everything is turning around in your life. Would you shake somebody's hand real quick and tell them, I don't see it yet, but I got to feel it. 
that things just got better. I got a feeling that things just turned around. See, everybody ain't shouting because you waiting to see something before you shout. But I'm looking for the saints tonight who can say, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. But I got a feeling everything is going to be all right. I'm looking for the old school folk. Because grandmama would then say the Holy Ghost done told me that everything going to be all right. Would you help me preach to your neighbor and tell a neighbor, I got a feeling things just turned around in your life. I got a feeling that what you've been dealing with you're going to get delivered from. I got a feeling that your marriage is going to get better. I got a feeling that your job is going to turn around. Now I want you to shout real quick just because you feel like everything is about to get better. Hold on. Take said. She came forward and told Jesus. Dr. Miles Jerome Jones used to teach us there's never a waste for words in the Bible. The text said, told him the whole when she got sick, how long she been sick, who suggested the first doctor, first doctor's name, what she went to, what they told her, what they gave her, how she felt when she left him, who recommended the second doctor, she went to the second doctor, how much she spent, what they told her. When she left them, somebody recommended the third doctor, went to the third doctor, how much she spent, but they said, host. Now, if I'm Jairus, and I told you, my daughter about to die, how you going to stop and listen to the story of a woman who got what I still need? Do you remember when they came to Jairus and said to him, don't bother him no more. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus simply turned to him and said, basically, don't, don't, don't listen to him. Only believe. The inference in the Greek is, don't listen to what they said. Believe what she said. Because I didn't stop her because she needed the testimony. I stopped her because you needed the testimony. Watch this. Because you needed to see somebody whose situation was more desperate than yours. How was hers more desperate than mine when I came to you? She been sick 12 years. Your daughter been living 12 years. So she's been sick as long as your daughter has been alive. And if I could heal her from something she's been dealing with since you had your daughter, that means I can heal your daughter too. And I needed you to hear her testimony so that you would know what I did for her. I can do it for you. See, that's why when the Lord does something for you, you can't keep your mouth shut. You got to tell somebody. And that's why when somebody testifies, you can't be a hater. And you can't get jealous because God has you listen. All right, we have made it to the end of another podcast and we pray 
that you all have enjoyed the podcast on this Sunday. And as always, we thank you guys for tuning in and taking out time uh, out of all of your busy schedules to listen to the podcast. Um, Again, our numbers are looking really good. Um, We can see that people are sharing the podcast because uh, the numbers have uh, definitely fluctuated to um, to a point where I can see that we aren't being selfish and keeping it all for ourselves, but we are definitely sharing and getting the podcast out to other listeners. And we definitely want to thank you guys um, for sending it out to someone else. And we ask that you continue to do so. Um, there may be some who um, don't know about the podcast, have no idea that it's out there, and um, they might need to hear a word from the Lord on today um, or any any time during the week that you might decide that you want to share the podcast with someone. We definitely encourage you guys to get it out there, um, pass it along, um, and again, don't be selfish. Get it out to somebody who uh, definitely might need to hear um, something to encourage them uh, to want to go a little further and to uh, want to have a closer walk with God. And that is our purpose, to bring more souls to Christ and to uh, be an example to the others that we are not on, only associated with, but you never know, you might be, um, might meet someone on the, on uh, on a checkout line at the grocery store. You never know where you might uh, run across somebody randomly somewhere and uh, a simple word that you can say to them could definitely change uh, the direction that they're preparing to go in. So um, we never know the words that we speak, the way that we walk, or also uh, something that we can share with somebody, how it can change or affect their lives. So try to keep that in mind to definitely try to share the word, get the word out there. Um, and not just the podcast, but also in the way that we uh, walk daily. Um, we definitely need to realize that for us who claim to be um, um, saints of God and, and those who are trying to walk uh, this uh, straight and narrow walk, that there are people who are watching us daily. So don't let that one second where you decide that you want to flip out be what that person sees um, and and causes them to say, well, I thought they were supposed to be this. Or I thought they were supposed to be that. Um, we definitely have to remember that we are being watched. We are examples. We're supposed to be the light that shines, that brings people to Christ. So let us all be mindful of that. Um, again, we thank you guys for all of your prayers, for all of your well wishes, um, for everyone, uh, uh, sending all of your um, your love to uh, our new addition to the family. Um, I will definitely say that she is a firecracker. This young lady, uh, she's different. <laughs> Not in a bad way, definitely in a good way. But uh, you will all get to see that um, very soon, I'm sure. Uh, we we uh, thank you guys for um, the gifts that have been sent. Um, and all of the prayers and uh, the well wishes. And we definitely appreciate you guys. So we send that love right back to you all. 
Uh, but with all that being said, uh, again, we have made it to the end of this podcast, and we thank you guys for tuning in again this week. And until next week, when we plan to come back with another podcast, we pray that you have a blessed week. All is well. Every door that needs to be opened is open. Every way that needs to be made is made. And that God continues to cover, protect, and keep us as only he can. So until then, when we come back together on our next podcast, we will see you on the other side. Act of worship as an act of surrender. 
and just create an altar of worship right where you are and commune with the Father right where you are. Belongs to you. 
Position. Mm-hmm. I will bless your name. I will, in the midst of uncertainty, these are uncertain times, but it doesn't change it. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. I will bless your
Praise 